0: This is A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends, a podcast ministry of Somebody Cares America, being a tangible expression of Christ in a hurting world. It's interesting that during the beginning of each year, people have their resolutions and they reflect on the past and talk about what they're going to do in the near future or the things they would like to do. But reality is is that change only comes by choice. Change comes by choice, circumstances, or consequences. In all of our New Year's resolutions each year or uh, trying to get a reboot, a a renewing in our lives, we need to really come to personal soul-searching so we can experience a heart awakening if we're going to have personal and or corporate transformation and change in the culture that we live or in our personal lives and families. You know, in my book Leadership Awakening, I talk about the seventy percent of leaders that that do not finish well. Actually, I quote Dr. Robert Clinton from Fuller Theological Seminary, who said that seventy percent of leaders historically do not finish the race well, and I want to look at some of those reasons why, but I always want to start on a positive, end on a positive, and not you know be like a Uh, putting my head in the sand, but I really want to look at realities of what is it that we can do to make the right choices, to be consistent, to finish well in our lives, be it in, in ministry or business or family, whatever we set out to do, how do we do so in a way that is guaranteed success? In fact, my book, Leadership Awakening, the subtitle is Foundational Principles for Lasting Success. I began to look at different principles and people and things uh, throughout history of those who did finish well that doesn 't mean we don 't uh, have our bumps and bruises. I remember what Dr. Edwin Lewis Cole used to say that uh, that champions are not those who never fail but those who never quit and The reality is many of us go through challenges in life and we can become discouraged and i 've always said that discouragement is like a powerful drug, in that if we let discouragement dictate to us where we're going or, or our response, we'll, we'll lose sight of the vision of our destination. So when we have a place or a purpose and a destination to go, we've got to keep our vision of hope and vision of destination rather than letting circumstances dictate, dictate to us who we are. In fact, uh, you know, a few years ago, actually in 2015, when I was uh, diagnosed with uh, uh, stage 4, 80% aggressive B-cell lymphoma, uh, I determined right away as I spent a couple hours in the parking lot of, a, of a, uh, a grocery store and just talking to the Lord. And when I got home and my mother-in-law who lives with us and my wife and daughter, we sat down, had communion. And I, I remember saying, you know, first of all, we have to keep our perspective that we're not going to let the circumstance dictate to us who we are. In fact, whatever circumstances we go through, one, God did not do this to me. And if God did not do this to me, it does not belong to me. And if it does not belong to me, let, let, let this be a message that's greater than the circumstance. You know, when I thought about uh, the apostolic fathers or the, in the Old Testament prophets or, or those that we read about or the early church fathers or even throughout history with those who have uh, been great heroes of the faith, so to speak, that many of them had personal challenges, but the challenges in their life became a life message. And so that life message then became part of something bigger than their circumstance. So I determined that even though uh, we did not expect it to be a ministry, that as we were going through our my treatments and going to the, the hospital and chemo treatments and having to meet with doctors and medical professionals, I came across a lot of people who didn't have the same support base that I had. They didn't have family. They were alone. And so it became an opportunity of ministry to others, and it became a message of a larger context. I felt like there's such a battle in our generation, so I was determined not to let the circumstance dictate to me my joy, my strength. Uh, regardless of what I was going through, I knew that God was bigger than my circumstances. You see, my circumstance or your circumstance doesn't change who God is. But God can change our circumstances. There's always life beyond the moment of our challenges. So I wanted to be a champion for the Lord, a champion in my life. I could sit back and have a pity party in my recliner at the house and just have all the reflections of my past and what's going to happen in the future and begin to have a pity party. Or I could determine that regardless of the circumstance, by the grace of God, I was going to live out the best that I could every day because every day is a good day because I serve a great God. Now everybody's story is different, but it has become a ministry of opportunity for many people that I would have never gotten to talk to or minister to that came, have come out of the woodwork that I get to talk to on a regular basis, almost daily, of people going through challenges in their own lives. It may not be cancer; it may be something else, uh, personal crises. But you know, there's something about, and there's a word that I use, and I'll talk more about it in another po- another podcast. But it, I'm part Japanese. I was born in Japan. My mother was Japanese. And there's a, something called the the art of kintsugi, and the art of kintsugi has, it really means this: it means that there is beauty, or that or there is value that comes out of brokenness. And an example would be a teacup, and a teacup that's, it gets broken. Many would discard that teacup, but in Japanese culture, they would get it fixed. It, fix it with uh, either gold strips or or silver, something to to keep that cup together. And they would reuse that cup. And over time, it might have a lot of stripes of, of gold or silver in it, but the value of the cup after its brokenness is greater than its original value when it was first displayed. And the same is true in many of our lives. As we go through experiences in our lives of, of brokenness or or struggles or challenges, True champions have the ability to look past that circumstance. And like I said, what Dr. Edwin Lewis Cole, the founder of the Christian Men's Network, used to say that champions are not those who never fail, but those who never quit. He also said that winners only see where they're going, not what they're going through. So the reality is many of us go through challenges and brokenness, and as a culture, we see so many things going on around us. You know, there's a lot of noise pollution, a lot of external pressures on this generation. Uh, There's so many things that are coming against us, but that's an opportunity for real heroes and champions to arise in the midst of those circumstances. In my book, Leadership Awakening, I mention that we live in a world of difficulties and challenges, and there's a vacuum or a void of persevering, courageous, and transformational leaders. And if we look at the world today, we would all recognize there's an acceleration or an increase of natural disasters, earthquakes, tornadoes, fires, tsunamis, and the like. See institutions at every level are being shaken. that would be sacred or secular. Everything that can be shaken is being shaken and and things that we have leaned on and have trusted and have been by our support in the past is also being shaken so it, it's church institutions, business institutions, wall street it could be education. All the seven spheres or the seven mountains, as some call them, of our culture are being shaken in various ways. We've seen so many things happening. It can become very heart overwhelming to every one of us if we don't keep our perspective. Like I said earlier, discouragement is a powerful drug. We've got to learn to get past our moment of challenge and past our discouragements. Let me give you an example of when I was in high school. I went to high school in Japan. I was, went to an American school and at Camp Zama American High School, and prior to that I went to uh, Yohai Yokosuka High School. And, uh, but as I was living in Japan, my stepfather at that time, and my father, both, my father's stepfather were career military, but uh, my stepfather was stationed in Japan, and so we were there. And I remember during the Far East Wrestling Championships, um, on the first day of the Far East Wrestling Championships, I fractured my left elbow. And we didn't know how, if it was completely broken, or we didn't know for sure, but didn't have time to have it checked. But my, one of my coaches, my, my I call him sensei, uh, was a gold medalist in the Pan-American Games and Greco-Roman Wrestling. We had another guest coach at times named Ichiguchi, who was a gold medalist in the Olympics. And so that night, after I fractured my elbow on the first day of the Far East Wrestling Championships in Yokosuka, Japan, he bandaged my left elbow. And uh, and put ice on it throughout the night. The next day, he looked at me, and he said, "Doug, son, are you sure you want to continue?" And I said, "Sensei, I've come too far to quit now. You see, my desire to win had become greater than my moment of challenger pain." That's become a life message in my life. And and so, three years ago, in two thousand fifteen, when I went through, well, uh, just a little over three years ago now, when I went through, um. The cancer, that came back to mind that my desire to win had become greater than my circumstance. You see, we've come too far to quit now. Discouragements will come. Challenges will come. But persevering, courageous leaders have an ability to look past their circumstance, keep their vision of destination, and keep their heart in place, in the right place, and being in being anchored in the right place to keep focus of where they're going. Because, you know, you and I, everyone follows people. We will all lead at some level. Someone's watching. Others are watching our lives. And how we live our lives really determine if we're going to bring help to others or we're going to be an inhibitor to others. And I desire that my life would, my life would so shine in such a way that others would see Christ in me and bring glory to my father in heaven. Jesus spoke of that in Matthew chapter 5 verse 16. He said, "Let your light." That means you, that means me. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and bring glory to your father in heaven. You see, if we become discouraged and disappointed and disillusioned in our journey, then how can we as individuals lead others to a place of their place of victory or promise? See, if we become distracted in our own destination, then others are not going to find a place of stability to follow us into that place that we're going. It's like what Jesus said, the blind leading the blind. And the reality is if we're going to change our culture, if we're going to serve our generation, then we need to leave a lasting imprint or impact with the characteristics of the kingdom of God. Uh, you know, The one thing I know, and I've seen in my, you know, I'll, I'll be, uh, I just said I turned 50 for the 12th time <laughs> recently, but the reality is I've seen one one major thing in my life. I've seen that the lasting effects of the kingdom of God, that when everything is being shaken, Hebrews chapter 12, everything can be shaken, but there's only one thing that will never be shaken, that is the unshakable kingdom of God, that God's character, nature, word, and spirit never change. And I believe that's what God is looking for in you and me, is to be people who keep our vision of destination, keep our eyes fixed on the Lord, so that others can find stability and follow us. Not to follow us in our human frailty, but to... Because in the midst of our human frailty, God's grace abounds. But they would find strength in Christ because they see Christ living in us, even through our humanness and our human frailties. We need leaders today who know how to keep a vision of hope, keep our passion for God, and a compassion for hurting people like never before. We need those kinds of leaders in the world, especially with the attributes and the characteristics of the kingdom of God, if we're going to impact the cultures of our time. Like never before, we need persevering, courageous, and transformational leaders to rise for the times. That's you, and that's me. If God, if God, you know, first of all, I'm posing it as a question, if God, but reality is, look, God didn't call us to start a race and not finish the race. The Bible says in the book of Philippians that we are to fix our eyes and to go for the upward calling of God, to, to press in for the prize of God, and... And I'm reminded of a story that I talk about in my book, Leadership Awakening, about John Stevens Aquari from Tanzania. And he was considered one of the best marathon runners in the world at the time. And he was one of the participants participants in the 1968 Olympics that was in Mexico City. He wasn't accustomed to the high altitude. And when they began to run, run the marathon, 75 people started the race in that Olympics. Only 57 finished the race. About 19 kilometers, less than halfway into the marathon, there was a major collision. Many uh, became disqualified or they just quit. And John Stevens Acquire was actually injured. His shoulder and his knee was bandaged up and bruised up and bleeding. And yet he continued to limp and to walk under considerable pain, jogging to the finish. After the gold, silver, and bronze medals were already given out in the stadium... People were getting ready to leave, and there was a commotion. See, at that point, 56 people had already crossed the finish line. 75 started, 57 finished, but at this time, only 56 had already completed, and they already did the gold, the silver, and the bronze medal awards. There was a commotion as somebody noticed that number 57 was coming into the stadium, limping, jogging, dragging their leg trying to jog the best they could. That was John Stevens Aquari, dead last, number 57. But he crossed the finish line. He got a standing ovation. When they asked him, the media asked him, why would you finish a race under your circumstances when you, and you finished a race you could not win? And he said, my nation of Tanzania did not send me thousands of kilometers to start a race, but to finish the race. You see, the moral of this story is this. God did not call you and me to start this race of life, but he's called us to finish the race and to finish well. We can't do that on our own strength. Everything is being shaken, but one thing I know, the unshakable kingdom of God, if we build on the foundations and the principles of the kingdom of God, then I know that we can finish this race by the grace of God, And that we can look back in reflecting. I think of the movie, you know, during Christmas time, every year you see movies like It's a Wonderful Life. The reality is your life is important. If you take you out of the mix, it affects a whole lot of other people. And same as this, that we are not in this alone. We need one another. The kingdom of God is built on relationships, and the degree of influence we leave to the next generation is determined on the degree of those relationships, first with God, then with one another. You are needed. We need one another. Let's remember, our goal is not just to basically make it in life, but we are called to run a race, finish the race, and not quit. You know, when I think about John Stevens Aquari, I can't remember the gold medalist, the silver medalist, or the bronze medalist, or any other race, any other member of that race, of that marathon of the 1968 Olympics, but I remember the name of John Stevens Aquari. Why? because John Stevens acquired there was something about him that created a message beyond his circumstance that is a message of encouragement to us today. Be encouraged. Keep your eyes fixed on the Lord. He is the author and finisher of your faith. And until next time, we're going to talk about the basics and the fundamentals of walking in victory. God bless. We hope you enjoyed this episode of A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends and ask you to prayerfully consider supporting the ministry at somebodycares.org or by texting your donation amount to 805-422-7348. Please join us again for A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends.